You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and the interview subject you're about to tune into is from Western Australia and she is called Sydney Carter. The reason for the conversation is to talk about her wonderful new single called Give It All Away. So let's have a listen to what Sydney has to say. Here we go. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. It's uh, been a bit of a hectic day, but I've been looking forward to our conversation, I can assure you, as I, uh, I really do enjoy this cut that uh, Leah sent through to me. Give it all away. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. I do. What's been happening for you lately? Oh, not much, really. Just kind of getting ready for, for Christmas, and I had my 21st, so well, there you December's go. always a busy month for me. <laughs> it is, yeah. Do people do that thing where they... Uh, gift you at once so they give you the combined Christmas and birthday <laughs> present because of your birthdays in December? I actually haven't been or I don't remember falling victim to that but usually I use it to my advantage. I always say can hmm. I get like a bigger present because it's birthday and Christmas? So I've always had that where I've been able to get something more expensive because it's birthday and Christmas. Yes, well, you're a smart lady then. You've figured out the hack right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. That's cool. All right, so look, I'll get stuck into things. So, look, as I mentioned, give it all away. I enjoy it. And it is the cut that Lee from Fireside has sent through to me that spurred yep. my interest. And then I thought, I really want to have a chat to Sydney. So, oh, awesome. what I really like about it, though, here's the detail, is that it blends some really cool synth pop with some Angus and Julia Stone style indie folk. Now that yeah. I. So now that I've said that, what's your take on the cut? Like, do you agree with what I've said there? And do you think it's represent? Oh, definitely. Wonderful. Okay, that's great. And and do you think it's representative <laughs> of where your music's headed beyond two thousand and eighteen? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it it was try. We were trying to find that middle ground between um, my original stuff when I first started, which was quite folky, and mm. trying to bridge that gap between making it a bit more contemporary. But we didn't want to change it so much that I completely changed genre. So I just wanted to add certain elements in it to give it a little bit more of like a soft pop kind of vibe to it mm -hmm. um, as well. So, yeah. Well, you've nailed it then, if that's the case. You've <laughs> actually set out to do ex what you've set out to do. You've nailed, yeah, because it can be a pretty hard thing because I do follow Taylor Swift. And yeah. I notice she tends to, I haven't listened to the latest album, but she tends to go completely synth pop or keep it in that country folk pop thing and not really do yeah. what blend yeah. that you've been able to do. So so let me ask you this question. Who did you work with um, when you were recording the song? So who was the producer or the engineer that you worked with that really helped you nail the sound you were going for? Um, so I worked with a, they're like a duo um, over in the UK, um, mm -hmm. Nick Atkinson and Ed Holloway. Um, okay. They are like songwriters. They've written for um, Dean Lewis as well. I don't know if you you know Dean Lewis. I've heard of him. Yeah, he's a Perth yeah. musician. Is that is that right? Yeah. Okay. He's he's, uh, he's from Melbourne. I'm pretty sure. Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's um yeah no so um we reached out to them and just thought you know what uh, like what you know what what's the point um in you know not sending people a message like there's no harm in trying it so we sent them a message and just said look are you guys do you guys want to work with me like I really want to um write with some new songwriters and stuff like that. And um, they came back and they're like, yeah, definitely, like, we'd love to work with you. So um, I went over there and I literally, like, we went through some different um, ideas and what like I really wanted to achieve out of the songs and um, mm -hmm. they just hit the, the nail on the head. <laughs> they, were really, they, they knew exactly what I, what I wanted. 
great. Now, when when you were working with them, did you have to issue, say, specific instructions to them about what you're after, or did you just listen to the advice that they gave and thought, you know what, I'm going to run with this. This sounds like a good idea. Oh, I'm I'm really all about taking as much advice as I can. I, I love getting as much help and advice that I can. I really... I generally don't have too much of a vision. I have an idea, mm. but I'm, I love other people's input. And so having them go, what about this? And I would either go, oh, no, I think it needs to be a bit brighter or a bit darker. And then they would show me something else. And I'd be like, yep, that's it. Like, that's, that's where, where I want to go with it. And then we just work on that and build from there. I admire that because I'm also a musician and I work exactly the same way. I'd rather... Oh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, look, when I'm working with musicians, my, my the instructions that I actually give if it's my project is, I like you, I trust you, I know you're going to deliver the goods here, just do what you think is right, and I'm sure it'll be okay. Yeah, 100%, definitely. Yeah, a lot of people I mean, aren't, that's, though. That's the thing about, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of people aren't. They're more like, no, no, it's got to be done this way, and it's not even the sound that they've got in their head. They're trying to mimic somebody else or copy somebody else, and it's not within that template. And you think, well, why didn't you just get somebody that all the musicians that worked on that project then in rather than other yeah. people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. You know, so, hey, tell me about, I did read your bio, and tell me about yeah. your, your television appearance. Was that on The Voice or Australian Idol or one of them? Uh, it was on X Factor. Okay. And it was when I was 16, so it was about four, five years ago now. How was that experience for you? Um, it was different. I guess um, my main, the whole reason I went on it was just to get experience in auditioning because um, mm. I wanted to get into the West Australian Performing Arts Academy and it requires an audition to get in. So I literally just did it for experience. And, and then when I ended up getting through each round, it was like quite a surprise. Like I didn't intend to get that far. Um, but I think now looking back on it, um, it was probably a lot more hectic than I, than I realized when I was like, when I was younger and I was on the show, I think I was a typical, like, I was so naive about the whole thing. I was just happy to be there. I didn't really, um, get too sucked into the fact that like they controlled my every, not that they controlled, but it was dictated what every, every minute of my day was like mm. where I had to be in singing lessons or whether I had to be, um, like on set or if I had to do an interview what time I had to go back to the hotel. Like, it was very, um, like, my whole life for, like, three... It's regimented. Months, literally. Yeah, exactly. So it was a big it yeah. was a big shock when I came back to, like, to normal life and I had to go back to school and stuff. And I went from this full-on every day being told what to do to this a little bit more freedom and stuff. And it was a bit like, whoa, what is this? <laughs> would you rate it overall as a positive experience? Like, would you do it all over again if you had the choice? I personally wouldn't probably do it again, but mm. I'm really glad that I did do it. I think I needed that experience to open up those doors for myself to actually realise that oh, this is what I want to do. This is um, like I'm. I need. I, like, this is what I want to achieve. Like I want to stay in music. That kind of thing. I needed that mm. that kind of push to in the right direction. And I don't think I'd be where I am today without of doing like doing that show and getting those like um, those connections and that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you do learn a lot, as you've pointed out, through these things there. And and I think that's very mature of you to say you probably wouldn't do it all over again because you've probably seen it for what it is, which is a TV show and not really a stepping stone oh, for your career. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it was a little um, – it was kind of in, – in the proper music scene in Australia, I think it was seen as um, not so much of a great thing, actually, to have gone on a TV show because I think people see it a little bit – as like you've cheated your way there kind of thing. They don't see it as like a real, like a, you're not a real musician if you go on those shows because 
when you're on those shows, all you're doing is covers. You're not doing original music and that kind of thing. Yeah. They don't let you be the artist that you are. They kind of mould you to what they think that TV wants you to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, I have worked with a singer who... She wasn't a finalist. She was on the X Factor. I think she was on the TV version of it, but like maybe only for one week or two weeks or so. Yeah. And what really surprised me, to be quite frank, was that we I do play covers, right? And so it should yep. have been a, a bit of a cinch for her because she could definitely sing, but she didn't have any work ethic. Now, I'm not saying she didn't have any work ethic because of the voice. I'm definitely not saying yeah. that. <laughs> but it was yep. interesting to me because I thought that she might approach – playing in the band is like, because I was quite prepared to leverage all of the videos that she had coming from The Voice in yep. promoting the covers band and making her the centrepiece and basically building the whole thing around her. But as I say, to be quite yep. frank, she didn't have any work ethic. And I think, I without speaking for her, maybe she thought by going on that show, taking a very different attitude toward the one that you've taken, she probably thought that yep. was it, she'd made it. I'm now on yep. TV, you know, this is going to be the stepping stone that I need, but what it sounds like to me is you've understood that it's a TV show and it's just given yeah. you an opportunity to learn a lot. That's really the key takeaway there. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that, like 16-year-old me probably did think when I used to watch those shows before I even went on it that, wow, like once you get on those shows, you do, like that's it. Like that's, that's how you become, you know, like um, a singer or a musician or whatever. Mm. But it really it really wasn't. If anything, it was a more of a learning experience for me to, to see that this isn't, like the be all and end all, it was an experience, but I have to learn from that in order to to continue on the journey to where I want to be, kind of thing. Good on you, great attitude. Yeah, yeah. I think you <laughs> you you definitely have a bit of an old head on young shoulders there. <laughs> Has that been said to you before? My parents would my parents wouldn't let me not have a, <laughs> an older head. <laughs> there you go. Well, I think in the music industry you need that because it's a bit like acting in the you're out there performing and you've got to deal with as many disappointments as, well, far more disappointments, to be quite frank, oh, as, yeah. than successes. Oh, yeah, 100%, definitely. You know, you've got to be very resilient when you're a musician, so that's a good question for you. Where does your drive and enthusiasm for music come from, do you think? I guess um, I I always saw it as, like, when I was younger, I just saw it as kind of a getaway. Like, when um, when things got too hard or I didn't really know how to express kind of feelings towards the situation or something, whether that be good feelings or bad, mm. I just would always go to my guitar and sit in my room, whether that would be writing my own songs or just doing covers or something, I'd always be playing my guitar and singing. And so um, I was just singing all the time. Even now, I just I still sing all the time. Like no matter where I am, what I'm doing, I'm always constantly thinking of new ideas and stuff like that. Mm. And I guess it's just because it's, it's, music's always been there at, at times when I haven't been able to, to find the right words to kind of express it to someone, I've always been able to put it into music and it's always like been there. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's kind of what drives me to keep going is knowing that it has been there through, it's been something I can turn to even since I was a kid. So Yes, I understand. And is it, are you, are you close to making it a career? Is it something that goes some way to supporting you? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I still have to have like a part-time job at the moment just to, pay the bills and stuff regularly but I mean I try and take as many gigs as I can and um and try and release as much music as I can and write as much as I can so yeah, yeah I really do hope that in the near future I don't have to um, have a part-time job anymore and I can just focus on music as my full-time yeah yeah and, and as yeah. has the bright lights of Europe or North America have they beckoned yet Oh, I mean, I do have quite a following in um in like uh, Europe which is really really good like I think one of my top following um, countries on um, Spotify, like Norway. So that's, Good on like, you. that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and is that because of the song? I'm just reading from the bio here. It says there was a European hit, Heartbeat, with Leroy Styles. Now, is that in due? Is that due to that song being successful over there, or is this something that you've done all by yourself? So this is actually something that I've done completely different. So I think it was because um, my first EP was quite acoustic. So it got put on quite a few of those um, like chill out kind of playlists on Spotify. Oh, yes, yeah. And so that 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 kind of music's very popular over in Europe. Is that kind of like acoustic folk type stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what really pushed it to uh, more people listen to it in in Norway than they did obviously like in in Australia. But yeah, it was it's really cool that it, it branches out that that wide. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because my podcast series, which of course I'll be releasing a conversation as a part of that, the ma- majority of my listenership is out- well outside of Australia. It's only only about 25% or so of my listenership is in Australia. About, 30- oh, wow. about 33% come from North America and the rest from Europe. That's so cool, isn't it? Isn't that just crazy how that can happen? Yeah, I think it means, it, I think it, you, I don't have heaps of listeners. I'm not like Joe Rogan or, um, Jordan Peterson or anybody, you know, it's not, it's not millions of people tuning in. But I think it's really nice that people from other parts of the world. It means that we as humans, we've got a lot in common with each other, and music yeah, is something definitely. that we really have a lot in common with each other through. And I can see the cities where you know because of the IP addresses that people are listening through. Yeah. I can see the yep. cities that they're listening through, and I know it's the same people that are tuning in. And I yeah. just I just hope when they're listening to the wonderful artists such as yourself that I'm interviewing that they're getting so much out of it that they're that they're inspired, if you like, to uh, investigate the music because unfortunately, as you're probably aware, I can't really play music on the podcast series because I yeah. I can't get you paid. Yeah. Unfortunately, some someone out there listening, if anybody knows how to do it, so as though we could play music on podcast series to compliment interviews, that would be fantastic. But rather than using yeah, um, definitely. You know, that music that's on Wikipedia Commons or what's that common music source where it all sounds like elevated music? Well, not all, but a lot oh, of it does. Um, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Oh, I think it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be bothered. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, look, it's, it's a wonderful thing, I think, to have an audience elsewhere. But uh, closer to home, you're already an, yeah. you're already an award winner in that oh. you won Song of the Year. I don't know what year it was, but the track When We Were Young... That must have yeah. been thrilling for you. Oh, that was amazing because um, I, I definitely wasn't even expecting it, like, at all. I wasn't even expecting to win, like, my, my category because my song was nominated for pop, um, the pop category, and then wow. if it wins yeah. the category, go into the, the overall writing to win overall prize. Um, and, yeah, no, this was the one year where I didn't have any any expectations or anything that I was like, nah, like, I'm just happy, like, happy to go support everyone else and, like, go listen to music and stuff. And I was, like, in tears on the way home because I was so shocked. Like, I couldn't mm. believe it. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. So what was the, the award? What was the award specifically that you won? Was it the overall award or the pop award? Yeah. So I won the, the pop category prize, and then I also won the overall West Australian Music Song of the Year. My God, what year was that? Uh, that was last year. Well, that's an extraordinary accomplishment. So congratulations on that again, because oh, thank you <laughs> to be to be voted in by people who really care about music. Because I know the people at WAMP do; they really care about what's yeah. going on with music. It's a bit different to some of the other awards out there. I've spoken to a lot oh, of Western Australian artists, and I think that's a real accomplishment for you to be able to do that. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it was it was an amazing opportunity. 
So what's next for you? Okay, you've got this wonderful cut here, Give It All Away, which I'm really thrilled with. But uh, have you got an album or an EP in the works? Yeah, so we are working our way towards a new EP. Um, that's just a little bit of a taste test for the um, for the EP, what the, the song Give It All Away. Mm-hmm. We do have a few more songs in the works that we're just currently focusing on getting the right sound for it. Um, just making sure it's still... Um, it resembles the same kind of bridge that we made with um, Give It All Away. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely want to write some more new stuff as well. I've got some new songs in the works that I want to hop into the studio and, and have a mess around with. But, um, yeah, that's the plan is a new EP in the, the start to middle of next year. Excellent. Now, for people listening, if they want to get in touch with you via your social media, how can they do yep. that? And, and also, on what platforms can they listen to your fantastic music? So they can uh, they can contact me on my Facebook or my Instagram, which is just Sydney Carter, such as S Y D N E Carter, or um, they can listen to my music on Spotify and iTunes or like Apple Music. Wonderful. All right, that's it. That was a wonderful chat. Thank you. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay Smith, and that conversation featured Western Australian singer, songwriter, and guitarist. Sydney Carter. Thank you so much for listening.